What's up, people? This is Jamoke Davis, and you are listening to Just For Sport. Another beautiful day. I hope you are having a good one, as I am certainly having a good one. Things are going very well. But today, we got a few things that we want to talk about. The fan, oh boy, in the NFL, first thing that comes to my mind thinking about Sunday is a fan that gave away Tom Brady's 600 touchdown that was estimated to be worth $500,000. You can't be a fan and compute that in probably the minute or two before he had the ball. You know, Mike Evans was just giving him the ball because he had a number 13 jersey on. And then someone comes up to you and say, hey, can, you, can Tom Brady have that ball? But man, to find out that ball was worth that much, hopefully Tom Brady can break him off a little something. But on a larger scale, you know, you're looking at a couple of games that I was shaking my head. Maybe I was wrong about this team. That they are not legit. And I got another team that is even more legit than I want to admit. So we'll get into that. National Basketball Association. I got some early thoughts on the season. And something happened in the Bronx that really disappointed me. Really disappointed me. And the World Series. The World Series is about to kick off. So I've got some thoughts on, well, first of all, I did not pick the right two teams that would be in the World Series. And it's, you know, a little bit of a uh, bittersweet for the Astros to be in there. And same for the Braves. And I'll talk about that. And lastly, you know, I am... So excited for Chelsea. And while I am, I know it's a long season. I like that they are in first place, of course. What team doesn't like to see them in first place? You know, to beat Norwich City. The way that they just destroyed them was... Pretty amazing. 7-0. Seven, seven I mean, that that's a pretty big win. And on the other side, for my brother, oh, man. Manchester United to lose to Liverpool 5-0 with Ronaldo on the team is not good. And in between there, you got Manchester City, my other brother's team that's only two points behind Chelsea. Liverpool's one point behind. So, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I enjoy soccer. All right. I am going to start with the National Football League. And Washington can just not get out of its own way. They just can't. And I'm just so embarrassed for us. 
And look at that. I'm saying us. Like I play on the team. But Taylor Heineke embarrassing himself with the non-Lambo leap. And they end up losing anyway to the Packers. I mean, I did not expect them to win. They lost 24 to 10. I actually did not do too bad in my parlay. I didn't. I did not do that bad. And I was really surprised. I got one more game tonight. I did I did not get my picks in early enough to get the Thursday night game. But I had 12 games to pick. Falcons was a push at minus two. I got Ravens wrong. Panthers wrong. And Rams wrong. Three. That's not bad. I, you know, I feel like okay. Of course, in the end, well, yeah, you have to say, but you lost the wager because you didn't get all of them right. But I'm improving. I'm improving. That's what I want to say. All right, so going down the list of the games, I expected Packers to beat the Washington football team. Falcons, yes, I picked them to win. But it took a late field goal, which I was kind of like, man, I thought with Matt Ryan at the helm, they would be a little bit better. Patriots, I did not expect them to destroy the Jets the way that they did. 54 to 13. That was a real drubbing. Giants over Panthers. That was another surprise. Maybe Daniel Jones. He was looking like a wide receiver. He was looking like Odell Beckham of old. Catching the ball. Catching the ball. That was amazing. I just, I didn't expect the Panthers to, you know, considering where they started undefeated 3-0 and and now they've lost four in a row. I think I have that right. I mean, they're just heading in the wrong direction and I know a lot of that had to deal with Christian McCaffrey. For anyone to talk about Oh, you can plug and play with any running back. Just look at Carolina. You can't. You simply can't. You lose a guy of that caliber in Christian McCaffrey, you're done. You're simply done. And that's what's happened to the Panthers. Sam Darnold was like, oh, wait, he's different from when he was with the Jets. Mm, He looks about the same without a running back, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Raiders beat the Eagles. I had that. Rams over the Lions. I knew that the Rams would win. But 15 and a half, I didn't think that was that bad of a spread. Rams only won by nine. 
Cardinals over Texans. It's about what I expected. Cardinals are Kyler Murray. My height, getting it done. Makes me proud. 31-5 over the Texans. Now, I got the spread right in picking the Colts at plus four and a half. But the 49ers should have won that game Sunday night. The number of dropped passes or fumbles and receivers supposed to be catching the ball. I mean, it was raining. It was raining the whole game. If, hey, yeah, all you had to do was watch the broadcast. I mean, they kept talking about rain and showing the Doppler radar and they showed the guy wiping off the footballs every chance they got. But uh, last I checked, it was raining for both teams. So I think we could have done away with the, oh, it's raining. Almost like they were making an excuse for the 49ers. Colts win that one 30-18. I'm leaving two games out. I'm going to start with the easier one to talk about. And that's the Buccaneers, 138-3. If anybody thought Tom Brady was done, he's showing once again he's not. I love the Bucs rowing the boat when they were celebrating the turnover in the first half. Tom Brady just over 200 yards, four touchdowns. Chris Godwin, a gift from Godwin, eight catches, 111 yards, and a touchdown. But... In all of that, Taylor Hinky doing a stupid Lambo leap when he didn't score a touchdown. Stop thinking about it. In all of that, I am bummed out for this, this fan. Mike Evans catches a touchdown from Tom Brady. Mike Evans obviously was not realizing that, wait a minute, this is Tom Brady's 600th touchdown. He just wasn't thinking about it. And so Mike Evans gives the ball to a fan Uh, when Bruce Arians and Tom Brady were hugging, Bruce Arians told everybody in the post-game press conference, he said to Brady, I said, you're going to have to give that guy two jerseys to get that ball back. I was like, either get two of Tom's or two of yours, but you need to get that ball back for him. He said, does he really want that ball? And I said, I'm betting he wants that ball. A Bucks official was able to get, get the ball back. But my hope is when you found out the value of that ball, and Tom Brady is great. I mean, he also handed another kid who started crying. He has brain cancer and the kid held up a sign that says, quote, Tom Brady helped me beat 
help me beat brain cancer. He gave him a, helm, uh, a, a hat, excuse me. He gave him a hat. Tom Brady has really proven to be just a a real pioneer, if you will. You know, I like how he can be self-deprecating. You know, you hear good stories about him. But back to this guy who got the jersey, I mean... Now listen, granted, if you wanted to say that it's unfair, I guess, to for this guy to hold on to the ball, his name is Byron Kennedy. I just hope he gets more. Like, come on, two jerseys and and a thousand dollars in the team store. That doesn't seem fair. I mean, if this guy had a chance to sell that ball for $500,000, and in many ways, Tom Brady can buy it back for that much, and that would be a drop in the bucket for him. This guy should get season tickets for life. You know, maybe he gets to go on the field and throw the ball around with Tom. Something, some things that are priceless, I think, would be great for this uh, young Mr. Kennedy. And I hope he gets all of that. I really do. So, back to football. The game that shocked me the most and may shock you the most the Bengals handling the Ravens the way that they did beating them in Baltimore 41 to 17 the Bengals have not just beat the Ravens in Baltimore they also beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh For all of the talk, including from me, that, hey, uh, I don't know if the Bengals are for real. Is Joe Burrow for real? I called them the Bungles. I thought that they would lose at Detroit. I said it when they beat the Steelers. This division is upside down. Cincinnati's in first place. The Steelers are in last place. Now, granted, it's because of the bye. They get a win next week, and, you know, they're still in it. 
They're still in it. But I am definitely surprised at how well the Bengals are playing. Not Because not only are they playing well, but the differential is plus 61. They are have scored 61 more points than their opponents. And guess what, folks? That is second in the AFC behind Buffalo, who had two shutouts so far this season. Joe Burrow is for real. Jamar Chase is for real. Joe Mixon is for real. And thus the Cincinnati Bengals are for real. Flipping that, are the Ravens for real? What happened to the Ravens to lose the way that they did at home after not just winning five straight, but beating the Chiefs in dramatic fashion? When the Colts, excuse me, when the Broncos were undefeated, and the Broncos were in Baltimore. And the Ravens just, they said, no problem. Beat them 23-7. to Beat the Colts. Beat the Chargers 34-6 to at home. This was not just a big game. Another statement game to say that in my mind, you know, on my last episode going into the season, I felt like the Ravens were the team to beat in the AFC over the Bills. Because I felt like looking at the Bills schedule, I was like, well, who did they get wins over? They lost to the Steelers at home. But they beat the Dolphins on the road, bad team. They beat Washington, bad team, at home. They beat the Texans at home, another bad team. And they beat the Chiefs on the road, which was a good win. But we've seen that the Chiefs are maybe not all they're cracked up to be this year. And they lost at the Titans. They probably should have won that game if... There wasn't a little slip by Josh Allen in the end zone or trying to get into the end zone, rather. But just when you want to put the Ravens on that perch, they fall. They don't have a good game. It was sadly their worst game of the year. And this can really send you down a spiral. It kind of can. Lamar Jackson didn't have his best game. And it was really that Baltimore defense. I mean, 17 points isn't a lot, but you can't give up eight catches for 201 yards and a touchdown to a rookie in Jamar Chase. You can't, but he's a beast. Shout out to Tyler Boyd, former Pitt star. 
that puts everything into question of where I thought the teams were ranked. I think also the way Tennessee Titans play, now you've got the Buffalo Bills potentially at 5-2, and two, Bengals, Ravens, Titans, Raiders, and possibly the Chargers at 5-2. and two. They're both on the bye week, the Chargers and Bills. So it'd be some shuffling, but you know, a lot of teams right near the top. A lot of teams right near the top. In the NFC, I don't I don't put the Cardinals as high as I think others are. Yeah, you could say, well, they're undefeated, so they're the best team. If it was the Cardinals against the Buccaneers or the Packers or even the Cowboys, I would say you wouldn't think that the Cardinals will win that game. And the good thing is that they play the Packers October 28th. They play the Cowboys January 2nd. But the other reason why I'm like, hold your hold your horses. Don't get too excited about the Cardinals. Is because of an AFC team. And that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers went 11-0 last season before they lost four of their last five. I'm saying that to say the season can turn on a dime. And you and I know, you and I both know, okay, maybe not Dak Prescott doesn't belong in that category, but if it's Kyler Murray versus Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, you're taking the Bucks and the Packers to beat the Cardinals. The Cardinals maybe have a shot. It's good they got J.J. Watt. They do have the highest differential in the National Football League at 111. They scored 111 more points than their opponent. But outside of that, I think you'd pick the Packers or the Buccaneers, and you know it too. But enjoy the ride, Cardinals fans. Enjoy the ride. Now to National Basketball Association. Do I have much to say about the way the season's going? It's far too early, right? We can't say that the Chicago Bulls are legit at 3-0 or the Hornets are legit at 3-0 or the Wizards are legit at 2-0. Warriors at 3-0 on the other side in the Western Conference? Yeah, I believe that. Jazz 2-0? Yeah, I believe that. Believe that. Denver Nuggets 2-0? Yeah. Minnesota Timberwolves? Eh, okay, for now. It's a long season. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. 
that can go the other way too. Lakers were 0-2. Everyone's like, oh, they're old. The last loss to Phoenix, you had Rajon Rondo pointing, you know, imitating the, uh, putting his fingers in the shape of a gun to a fan's head. You had Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard fighting over that last NBA 75 spot. That's not good. I feel like one of them has to go. I don't know. I mean, in my life, I don't know in your life, I've never really been in a feud with a teammate like that. Where you're, you know, pushing and shoving. But I feel like there's no going back. Is there? Maybe for them there is. I hope they can get it together. But some of the teams that are on the flip side, Detroit Pistons, 0-2. I don't know what's going on with the motorcade, but that's not a good situation. Clippers 0-2? Nah, that's because Kawhi's not playing. But we know that Paul George cannot hold it down by himself. He's playing very well, but he needs help. And if Kawhi can't get back soon, what are we doing here, man? Pelicans 0-3? Yeah, by that. Oklahoma City Thunder? Yep. That sounds about right. That's about what I expected. That's about what I expected. What I didn't expect is what happened outside of Barclays Center. They had to lock it down. There were protests for Kyrie Irving. The anti-vaxxers were protesting, wearing shirts that, that read, stand with Kyrie, let Kyrie play. Then the crowd got aggressive and knocking down barricades and like they were going to try to get in the Barclays Center. Fans chanting, I'm with Kyrie. And there was a little bit on both sides. This is not a political Republican, Democrat, Trump, or Biden. There were supporters of of former President Donald Trump, people with Black Lives Matter signs. You heard all kinds of groups of people getting together that maybe you didn't expect them to get together. Maybe you didn't, but they were there to support their guy, Kyrie. The Nets had to shut down their admissions in the Barclays Center so that the protesters could not get in the building. And it was short-lived. The lockdown, it wasn't like it was a long lockdown. But you want to keep the patrons 
the employees, players were not in any harm, of course, but, well, I shouldn't say of course, but where they come in the arena is not like is not where the fans were, basically. I guess a player could if they wanted to take the train and walk into the arena. And I understand that for Kevin Durant to say, hey, we're not waiting for Kyrie to come back. We're good without him. That the the Nets are not waiting on Kyrie to, quote unquote, as Kevin Durant says, save us. You might need to be saved. I know they're only one and two early season, but as you saw from last year, they made it. But the consistency was not there. The consistency simply was not there when you didn't have all three of them on the court at the same time. I think when they had gotten to the playoffs, that was the most time they had ever played together. All season was in the playoffs. That's not good. That's not good. And hopefully, you know, there'll be, if you got, again, Vin Simmons saying, I'm not mentally ready to play, he probably needs a a new team. Kyrie needs a new team. If nothing else, just to get out that New York vaccine mandate. I'm going to keep saying it. That's the trade right there. If not, maybe Houston can get John Wall. Excuse me. Not if Houston can get John Wall. If the Nets can get John Wall from Houston. Maybe that's a possibility. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, something I'm not so sure if I am liking it and looking at the team's futures here the Nets are still favored Lakers are right behind them if you want to jump on a team early to be the conference winner even a division winner. The Bulls are at plus 700. The Milwaukee Bucks will come around. But there are some uh, good matchups. For NBA Finals, I doubt that that'll be the Chicago Bulls. Can they win the division? It's a long shot, but you can get them right now, plus 700. To win the Atlantic division, if not the Bulls, you can get the Celtics at plus 1,400, but they haven't started the season off well. For them to win the Atlantic Division, excuse me. This is some good odds. But it's too early to pick some of this stuff. 
a little too early. What couldn't come soon enough is the World Series. It's finally here. The Houston Astros versus the Atlanta Braves. And we'll be crowning a new World Series champion. Who knew the Braves would be at this point after losing their superstar outfielder, Ronald Osuna Jr.? But here they are. The Astros are an offensive juggernaut. Shout out to Matt Blum. He is my former intern that we hired him as an employee. He went on to the Chargers. I think it was the Chargers or the Rams, one of the two. And now he's with the Astros. It was great to see some of his pictures as he gets ready to uh, enjoy whatever this World Series brings. What it will bring for the Astros is can a team that has admitted to cheating in 2017, 2018, 2019, can we believe that they are not cheating anymore? I really don't know. I think until all of the players are gone, then maybe you can wipe the slate clean. But Carlos Correa, Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, and Yuli Gurriel are still there. And all of the accolades that they've won are all tarnished. Everything the Astros are doing is just tarnished. Oh, they've reached their fifth straight league championship series. Third World Series in five seasons. Okay. But they are cheaters. And they will always be cheaters. I mean, granted, any player is trying to do what they can to win, yes. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. But it doesn't change the fact That what they did to win previously, I can't help but think they are doing it now to some extent. The Braves are back in the World Series. I used to actually work for the Braves. I used to go to games. And that was Braves and Orioles. Those were some wonderful years. They won their World Series title in 1995. I was not there for that. The Braves have gone to the postseason 16 year, 16 times since, but still have not won. 
I know it's like it's in the it there's a World Series in between, but what the Braves have done remind me a little bit of what the Nationals did when they won the title. No one expected them to. They were a team that was dismissed as having a chance to even make the playoffs, and they made an amazing run. The Braves are 40 and 21. Since August 1st, they didn't have a winning record on August 5th. And they have had a meteoric rise, an amazing run. And this is going to be something not new. It's not new for the Braves. But I will say, I will say that while I'm excited for them, and I still don't understand. I love the stadium downtown. I don't know why they moved again. But I don't want them to get rid of the Tomahawk Chop. They must get rid of the Tomahawk Chop. I feel like this World Series is like the cheaters versus the... I don't know. I don't know if it's, you know... It's just, I just don't like it. I just don't like the tomahawk chop. I just don't. The Braves and its name, is it a racist name? Is the tomahawk chop an insult to Native Americans? I think most people might be indifferent to it. But to me, it seems like something that you just shouldn't be doing. You shouldn't be doing The funny thing is actually also for the managers. I want Dusty Baker to get it. I do. When I look at the line. Of course, game one, Astros a favor, minus one and a half. It's Framber Valdez versus Charlie Morton. Both managers have a great story. But I, I really am rooting for Dusty Baker. He used to be the manager of the Nats. I wanted him to get it then too. He's got to give a speech with the toothpick in his mouth. And then if I'm the Padres, if Houston doesn't want him back, if I'm the Padres, I'm signing Dusty Baker the next day. I guess on the flip side, I kind of want... Everybody talks about how nice Freddie Freeman is. He's such a nice guy be nice for him to get it. I don't know about that. If I look at the 
and my gut check picks. I'm going with the Astros to win it all. Hurts me that Max Scherzer and... I mean, between Max and Trey Turner, it's just like, what do we trade him for? What the Dodgers need him for? And we know what really, what they needed him for, but they're they're done. I wish the Nats just didn't make the move and just say, hey, we're going to hold on to our guys. We're going to give it one more try. The old college try next year. And they didn't do that. And that bums me out. But either way, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. And I've got the Astros to hang another banner in the rafters. We'll see. It's going to be fun. All right, that'll do it for Just for Sport. Make sure you go to Props HQ to learn, wager, and win. It's the best source for sports betting shows, news, insights, U.S. online sportsbook reviews, and bonuses. And Dexter and I will be back. We will be back Sunday. Calling our next Steelers game. Should be a good one. Should be a good one. But, like, I'm back to thinking for the Steelers where it's just like, all right, you're at Cleveland. This is the game. This might be the season. Every game we're going to say it's the season, right? Until it's the last game. And it is the season, one way or the other. Going to playoffs or you're not. So I'm going to stop right here. Thanks for listening. Ciao for now.